Hi there, it is your host, Hannah here. Uh, I assume that you are binging the show, which is awesome. We love new listeners. Um, But just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, Before, if you listen to all of our episodes, uh, before this one, you noticed that the uh, recorded mid-roll announcements were made in the past and pertinent to that time. But the ones you're going to hear from this episode on are actually given to you in real time. So from this episode forward, they're all going to be the same because they're all up to date. That's just a feature of the new platform we have switched to, and I just didn't want to catch you off guard. If it feels like you missed a bunch of news, you're actually going to be more in the news. You're going to be always in the news from now on. So I just wanted to make sure that you understood that. Thanks for listening to our show. We very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Everybody and welcome back to Guild Fellows. Thank you for bearing with us through our hiatus. Uh, when we last left off, Giuseppo talked about uh, his life. We learned a little bit more about the Black Spot. Uh, Q and Sinead were there. Arthur was not. Arthur was busy trying to figure out what he wants to do next with his life. <laughs> it's a familiar theme with <laughs> with us. Um <clears throat> As we're down uh, in the belly of the ship with Arthur uh, collecting trinkets and stuff for passage, an old friend uh, hum- stumbles upon him. Uh, Arthur, uh, as you're packing, uh, you're uh, packing the belongings. You hear uh, some of the some of the purest Avalonian you've heard on this ship, <laughs> uh, although with a slight Vodachian <laughs> accent. Um, you're not used to hearing unbroken Avalonian, so this is, must be somebody who speaks the language. Uh, and you turn around and see none other than Isabel, uh, the woman from earlier who, whose husband you buried at sea. And she says, uh, what are you doing? Um, Arthur is like trinket in hand, putting it in the bag. Like <laughs> um, Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Just gathering my share of what was found. Okay. Um. We're all on the same ship, so, uh, I mean, why now? Because I don't plan to stay on the ship much longer, Isabel. And this brings me to a question that I have for you. Do you want to remain a pirate, or would you rather go with me to Avalon? Well, I... She sort of... She thinks on it for a second. Um, her muscular frame sort of, uh, sort of put this she like leans forward and puts her hand uh puts her head in her hands and it looks like she hasn't really thought about it in a while um despite being half avalonian it, it's not a place that she really considers her home uh despite her adept uh being adept at the language 
and she says, a, a pirate's life for me. It's, it's all I've known in a long time. Why do you ask? Well, if you'd want to stay, then I won't try to convince you. It's your life, after all. But I plan on leaving the ship once everybody else is asleep using one of the rowboats. I'm going to head back to the nearest shore and catch a ship back to Avalon. This piracy thing is nothing I really stand for, personally. And without any other thing keeping me here, I might as well go back to where I have no home. I could keep you here. What are you suggesting? I don't know. I mean, come on, we just met. And you, why even choose the pirate's life in the first place? What even brought you here? Well, I didn't really choose this. I kind of ended up here on accident, and I've been gone way too long. So, Arthur, I'm going to say that hearing uh, Fluent Avalonian, and because Arthur is a character who's very purpose-driven, uh, you're to protect the queen, um, I will say that you are the first amongst the party to gain a tiny bit of your memory back on why, but not much. How am during that? But um, this triggers that you get to re uh, retain a, just a tiny bit part of your memory on why you were on the ship in the first place. Um, so looking at your, your backstory, I am going to say that you remember it had something to do with uh, the last orders you received from the queen herself um, and that... It is in the, the best interest of the queen that the lost Vodachi prince gets back to uh, to his homeland. Okay. Um, so You remember nothing else, though. Okay. <laughs> and don't ask for more. I won't ask for more. Um, <laughs> and I will pretend as if I don't know Arthur's own backstory. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as, like, you have driven out for us. Okay. Um, so... Arthur kind of, like, gets this look on his face, like, he just remembered a, like, bad or embarrassing memory from his childhood, and kind of, like, stares off into space for a second after hearing the last words that Isabel said, and then it kind of, like, clicks back in his mind of, like, uh, just a few, like, scraps here and there of, like, him being with Giuseppe on the ship, and, like, him remembering, like you just said, that he has to for some reason, is tasked with escorting Giuseppo back to Vodachi. So, um, after that, he just kind of sighs. I guess I can roleplay this. Is... <sighs> Isabel, I don't know what precisely just happened, but I'm going to be staying for a while. And then he drops the bag full of goodies and kind of angrily in a huff goes back above deck to try to find Giuseppo. She she says, like, quietly to herself, I guess you wouldn't know this, but for everybody at home, she goes, was it something I said? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to bounce real quick to Sinead and, and Q. You guys notice a sort of foul smell uh, throughout the ship. Um, it's uh, coming from within the ship. You don't know where it's coming from. It smells a, a bit, like, swampy and rotten. What the hell is that? If someone's made a mess on my ship, I'm going to be very angry. Yeah, me too. This is fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> like to make my way toward the source of the smell while like maybe wrapping something around my nose and face. Yes, I will. I will follow. <laughs> I will follow them. All right. So to see how well you guys can determine the source of the stench, uh, I want wits plus. Uh, let's go with. Let's go with notice on that one. What's plus notice to both of you? Um, here's the fun thing. For first roll. First roll for notice. Yep. Uh, so here's the fun thing. If either of you rolls a zero, you're going to uh, be convinced it's coming from the ocean. <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. If one of you rolls a one, uh, you'll have no idea where it is. You know the stench is coming from the ship. Um, either one of you rolls a two, um, you're going to be able to tell that it's in the mid-level, and a three, you could tell exactly where the ship, uh, where the smell is coming from. Anything more than that, I would bank for later. I have three. I have one. Gotcha. So, um, I guess when, uh, Q 
put something in their nose, they completely <laughs> lost it. All the units come from the ship. Uh, Sinead, you know the ship well enough. You know it like the back of your hand, the one that's not wrapped in gauze, the other one. Um, <laughs> and it is coming from uh, the kitchen and the food storage area nearby. Oh, Lord. Well, I think it's coming from the kitchen, if you'd like to follow me there. I mean, I'd rather not, but I don't think I have much of a choice right now. <laughs> I head to the kitchen. I follow. Uh, the, two of you, the two of you walk down. Uh, you pass uh, Arthur walking by in a huff for an unexplained uh, reason. Would you like to say anything to him? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to find Giuseppe. Have you seen him? Uh, no, we're trying to find whatever the smell is coming from. It does smell a bit rank than usual. <laughs> yeah, did you, did you not notice until now? Oh, no, I was down at the bottom of the hole. It must have uh, not reached all the way down there. Um, anyway, I guess I'll go find Giuseppe. <laughs> Do, wait, where would okay. Giuseppe be? <laughs> He's lost. He's... Uh, we ended last session here. Nobody knows where he is. He's disappeared. When was the last? He like walked. He walked away from us because we had yeah. the, the conversation. He just left. Right. He yeah. just left. Nobody has seen him since. So you haven't seen him above deck. No. Uh, no. Then I might as well tag along with you two since we don't know where he is. Maybe he's the cause of this damn smell. I mean, it's like a single ship. He can't have gone far, right? Unless he threw himself overboard. Yeah, that would have been dumb. I hope he didn't do that. Yeah, who would randomly leave the ship without telling anyone? That would suck. <laughs> yeah, like what he's gonna do? Like try and paddle boat to shore? We're days out. <laughs> he just died in the ocean. Yeah, <clears throat> that would be that would be unfortunate if he did that. Um, yeah. Let's go find him. <clears throat> uh, so you guys find your way through the kitchen. It smells like horrible. Like it's it's it smells like something died. Then was reanimated, then ate roadkill, and then died again. It's pretty bad. Um, there is there. <laughs> uh, you notice that there uh, is a uh, a young sailor. This is one of the Castilian sailors uh, who is uh, desperately trying to like stand in front of the door and like whistle nonchalantly. Oi! What's going on in there? Uh, I, I captain. Uh, uh, nothing. It's all under control. Uh, Doesn't thank smell you. like it. What? What is that smell? I demand you tell me. He goes. Uh, well, most of the uh, most of uh, most of us that worked in the rigging went down to the kitchen for some romance, and uh, none of us know how to cook or store things properly. And uh, it, it. Well, yeah. Uh, mm. Uh, so he opens up the door, and in the kitchen, um, it looks like uh, nothing was stored properly. So, like a lot of like the water and the uh, and the wine, etc., like mixed in with the stores of potatoes, and uh, there's stuff all over the floor. Uh, all the food is like together, and there's just seawater some places, and also the uh, it it looks like the there's a small the small furnace you guys use to like cook things with on board with whatever fuel you can have wood or whatever um is like charred <laughs> um it doesn't look like anybody's been able to cook successfully in this place in a long time ever since the the people that work on the sails and rigging have started cooking uh, all what right. the fuck is, is there, wrong with you is there any salvageable food left uh we got some hard tack we made last week um so now it's really hard tack that's probably that's that's probably fine uh and he he like scurries off and brings back like like a sack of of uh these hard crackers and he goes uh this is enough for a day or two so after a day or two we're out of food we can fish is anybody here a good fisherman or all you pirates equally useless (laughs) <laughs> he uh he he takes some offense to that but he's like fair he goes i i mean we could try and fish we can we can try you know we could we well can. i mean i suggest we try otherwise we can just you know try and starve so all right you standing in front of me i want you to go around the ship and see if anyone has any experience with fishing gotcha okay 
So, um, I am going to uh, random random roll this to see oh, how God. good you guys are at fishing. <laughs> um, it's I will I will uh, it, it will be weighted uh, according to uh, you are guys you guys are all sailors you know um, privateers and Vodachi pirates so there's some experience but um, let's see here let's see if you guys start. What? <laughs> Just casually waiting to see whether or not we die of starvation. Let's see if you live to next week. All right. Ooh! Yikes, McGee! Uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> God, uh, I was going to say what are the chances, but it's it's out of 100, so it's pretty easy to know what the chances were. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, it turns out you guys can fish sort of uh it will be it will be tough but if you guys um are okay with some malnutrition you'll be fine um he reports back to you and says uh well we have uh three people who said that their older siblings used to be fishermen at some point they think all right well put them in charge of fishing duty and reassign whatever role that they're leaving and uh, yes. do we have anyone who actually knows how to fucking cook besides you all, since apparently none of you have seen the inside of a kitchen in your entire lives? Um, he goes, I think that the the main cook uh, went to uh, the cannonade, actually. Why? Uh, she said that she, uh, she had a good conversation with the guy that loads the, the cannonballs of the cannons. Okay. All right, we'll go find them and bring them up here, please. Both of them, or just one of the them? The cook, like... please. Okay, the cook. Hi, Captain. <laughs> and he he scurries off. Um, yeah. So you guys lost a lot of your food supply, um, and it kind of stinks in here. Okay, Sinead. Y- yes. Okay. We need we need to lay down some laws now. Um. I think that we, or probably you, since you're the captain, like, people can't just be switching jobs and doing things, because clearly no one here knows what the fuck they are doing at any given time. Right, well, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> well, I didn't know that was an option. I'm just saying, we need to lay down the law, make it very clear to the crew, you can't just go fucking around, like, no one should be messing with the food, people shouldn't be switching jobs, like, we need to tell them now, like, we need to have a meeting. Right, let's do it. So you call a do you call a meeting? Yeah, I call a meeting. <clears throat> all right, uh, meeting. All right, all... I'm gonna open a window. Yeah, gotcha. You know, like call a meeting at a reasonable time, like not like right this second, but oh, okay. maybe it's, dinner. It's up to you guys. Yeah, you guys could do it. it. It's up to Captain. Shane. Don't cut this part out. Do you want the meeting now or later? Yeah, what are we now. Feeling? Now's yeah. good. Now? Now's good? Okay, so you start spreading the word that there's a meeting up top. Uh, everybody meets uh, on the old poop deck. Um, would you like your soapbox back? Uh, short. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, so the... the <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the sailors goes, Oh, Captain! And then grabs you the soapbox and places it in front of you. All right, crew, it has come to my attention that a few of you have been switching jobs because you have romantic interests or whatever, but that is not going to do. That is not how we sail a ship. So I need all of you to return to whatever you are most proficient at, whether that's on the sails or in the kitchen or cleaning or whatnot. So please do what you can do best. Uh, there's some uh, murmurs. They've all been like pretty good about picking up um, uh, each other's languages by now after enough time at the ship. So, um, of course, they all understand basic sailing words in every uh, in most languages at this point. But they they got the picture pretty easily, so you don't need a translation anymore. Um, a lot of them look really disappointed. Uh, <laughs> do you respond to that at all? Oh wait, no. do I notice that they look disappointed? Yes. Okay. You will respond. I'll be Sinead's anger translator for diplomatic <laughs> reasons. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Do I hear some disagreements and some mumbling? Uh, it gets a little bit quieter. 
Are you guys not satisfied with the fact that someone, some of you, decided to take it upon yourselves to do, I God knows what in the kitchen, ruin our entire food supply such that if we don't get enough fish in the next day, we will begin starving. Do you guys enjoy starving? Uh, no. Uh, one of them says. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do another scenario. Let's say I just decided I want to be a rigger and I start tying knots then our sails fall off into the ocean. Do you guys want to be stranded here in the middle of nowhere? They, they, they all, like, shuffle their feet. Like, whenever you go to the principal's office <laughs> in, like, middle school, like, no. What was that? No. Okay. So when Sinead makes an order, because you all, a group of grown adults, can seem to manage to manage a ship despite the fact that that is your entire life just because just because we have decided we are being decent people we're not throwing people overboard we're not dealing out punishments does not mean you get to take advantage of this young woman's brilliant kindness and do whatever the fuck you want okay at the end of the day we're in the middle of the fucking ocean on a ship this is dangerous i need you to take it seriously because i don't want to die out here Got it? Uh, they all look uh, to Sinead. Well, you heard him. Aye, Captain! Um, and they all scurry off to, to their bidding. Um, uh, let's, Arthur, you notice that uh, your, the object of your search, Giuseppo, uh, was hanging off deep in the back of the, uh, back of the ship. Just within earshot, uh, still not wanting to hang out with everybody else, but obviously wanting to see what's up. All right, so Arthur moves towards him and calls out to him, Giuseppe Vivaldi, a word, please. He scurries away, <laughs> goes down ship. Arthur sprints after him. <laughs> how how fast are you? I mean, I love you. I'm 6'1", 180, and a 30-year-old knight. I mean, we can calculate it later if we want, but probably pretty fast, like... He's a uh, he's a deft boy. Yeah, he's a deft boy. Six I mean, one, just for just for fun, uh, I am going to. Uh, <laughs> I just because I think this is funny. Uh, please roll a finesse plus athletics. Just I just want to see if you could catch him. Uh, okay, finesse plus athletics. And I all roll for Giuseppo. What are what so, are the risks? Uh, <laughs> Giuseppo got a one, so I guess he tripped down the stairs. So well, you just gotta beat that. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you get a zero, I'm gonna have you trip and get a wound from like landing on a cannonball or something. If you get a one, you also trip down the stairs, but you land next to him. If you get a two, you arrive next to him. Anything more than that, bank for later. Okay, well, I actually also didn't roll super well. I only got a one, but... <laughs> okay, kind of... so you run after him and then trip over the same, like, loose plank that he did and, like, land on your arse next to him. God damn it, who has been keeping up with the maintenance on this ship? The whole lot of you deserve to be fired. Jesus. Sinead uh... is watching this in the background and, like, face palms and shakes her head. <laughs> Uh, I will say that you guys are all very well that the, the carpenters, the people that like repair the ship when like cannonballs rip through it and stuff, decided that <laughs> uh, he would make a great navigator. What the fuck uh, is wrong so... with everyone on this ship? <laughs> the navigator, I mean, she was cute. The other navigator, so did, I'll tell you. Anyway. These pirates are far too horny. Jesus, they're so fucking horny. <laughs> Especially like given the fact that they've all seen that. You know what happened? You know what this started? It's just, Sinead, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying when we paired them off with the buddy system and you were doing matchmaker, they got way too friendly. Way too friendly. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think any of us could have predicted that. Okay, so Arthur stills trying to <laughs> talk to Giuseppo. <clears throat> okay so uh when arthur like gets to his feet he's gonna like help giuseppo up or offer him a hand um he accepts it um and stands up with you you and i need to have a bit of a conversation giuseppo he, he says i already overheard uh 
uh, Sinead and Q about uh, quitting the Lady Morgan dating simulator. So, no worries. Uh, what were you dating? So, never mind. That that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Giuseppe, <clears throat> I um, I remember a bit about well, about what I was doing on the ship with you before we wrecked. And. Well, I mean, it's in bits and pieces, but what's important is that I was ordered by the Queen to escort you to Rodarchi. I don't really know the particulars, it's still kind of fuzzy, but more or less, I'm supposed to be uh, uh, your escort. He he says, well, that's good. I, um, I've decided to, to face my father Antonio there and own up to what I did. Um... My hopefully my other father Enrico, I, if he if he shows up too though, I things might get messy. Uh, Enrico Marcello has been uncharacteristically ambitious lately. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but either way, um, I've decided to go back. So I'm glad we're on the same page. There's something else too. I don't know exactly why I was sent, but from what we know about when you left, um, well, ran away really, is that it threw a threw a wrench into the political sphere, so to speak, so I think it's important that no matter what happens, that you retain the power in Vodachi. And I mean this, I don't care which father you choose, just make sure that you stabilize things as best you can. I I imagine uh, Avalon has some interests in maintaining good relationships with Vodachi. They do, although I, again don't feel comfortable speaking on what particular interest until I can regain more of my memory. Uh, mid, uh, at, right in this point in the conversation, you hear somebody in the, uh, in the crow's nest uh, yell, uh, Ship ho! Okay, I guess we should go onto the deck to see what... Uh, you and uh, you and Giuseppe make way onto the ship. Um, deep in the distance, uh, something that can only be seen well with a spyglass, you can see a speck of a ship um, uh, far out to the north. <clears throat> Sorry, what type of flag? Uh, you can't you can't tell okay. yet. Uh, not without a spyglass. Does somebody have a spyglass between the four of you? Five of you? Four? I'm five. sure that the captain would have left one behind in like the yeah, like there would be one somewhere on the quarters. ship. So, uh, Sinead, I'm gonna say you have a spyglass. Uh, go ahead and use it. Yeah, I'll I'll use it. <laughs> uh, it, it is the the flag and the colors of the wonderful land of Usura. Oh, which country is that? I don't remember. Russia. Fantasy Russia. It's Russia. Oh, Fantasy got Russia. It. Usura. Got it. <laughs> Usura. <laughs> I'm just making noises to myself. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, um, uh, what, uh, what do you do? Um, can I roll some sort of check to see if I know the nature of U- Usuran people? Uh, can I Absol- as well? Yeah. Uh, I, absolutely. I, um, yeah, you would be better at that probably. So, uh, so I'm going to let you all put your heads together. Arthur, you want to get down on this? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, sweet. Um, so all of you, that's going to be uh, Wits Plus Scholarship. Let's see how uh, what you know about the Ursiran people. Um, why would... Uh, it's going to be a separate role to figure out why an Ursiran ship would be this far south. Because um, obviously that place is in the north and you guys are in the south. Um, so for this one, it's just like what you know about the country. Um, a zero, and you're gonna for <laughs> other than the colors, you're gonna know nothing about them. You're gonna think that they're like, like elves <laughs> or something. Um, if you can give uh, give me a combined one, <clears throat> then you will know that you'll know just like basic things. And on the sliding scale, the more you guys get together, the more information that you guys will know. Um, and then tell me your individual roles first, so I can so I can set who knows the most, uh, who, who contributes the most to you guys' little group brainstorm. Okay, uh, I got one, but I also have two extra sailing raises that you gave me. Can I use that on this, or does it have to be uh, If you... No, it, this counts. This can if you want. I mean, you could use it for, like, a ship battle or something more, but 
Okay. Uh, I'll let you decide if you want to use them to contribute to this after everybody else's, because you may not need them. Right, Depending right, on how right. well Q and Arthur do. Got it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go first. Um, <laughs> scholarship is not something that Arthur is very good at, which makes sense considering he went from being a peasant to like <laughs> a soldier. But uh, I only got one, so I hope you guys are rolling better than I. I also <laughs> only got one, yeah. I uh, got uh, two whole raises, what with I... my background in court. I've I've probably traveled there maybe once or twice in my life and have met with several dignitaries. So that's I four s- total. I okay, four total. Okay. Um so here's here's the thing. Uh Q um I'm going to so first off, I wanna see Arthur and Sinead use their ones to role play trying to figure out what the hell a new Sura is. <laughs> And then we'll get to Q with the lore dump. Amazing. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's not like we're stupid. Like, Arthur knows what Ursura is. He just doesn't really... He, I don't think he's been there. I don't think he really knows anything yeah, about people. Yeah, Right. <clears throat> uh, I've definitely never been there. Okay. <laughs> so I guess to roleplay this... Um, the only thing I know is that it's damn cold up there. You wear a bunch of furs and you never go there in winter. What, do you, what about you, Sinead? Do you have a meta-Usurian pirate or whatever? I maybe uh, passed by one or two, but I've I've never been there. I they don't seem to be the the most friendly people, but I I'm not an expert by any means. Really, I handle that with a bottle of vodka. They can be pretty energetic. Well, I haven't experienced that. <laughs> um. So we are going to move to uh, Q. <clears throat> so you know that um. Usera is the land in the north. It's extremely cold, of course. Uh, they follow the church, the Orthodox Church, um, which is of the first prophets, which is quite different than the Church of the Prophets um, of Castile. Um, they are, uh, they are uh, largely farmers, although they are very, they're pretty varied in like what they do. Um, a little bit more than the other countries. As far as what they're good at, they're kind of jacks of all trades in order to survive up there, um, especially being so isolated. Um, the biggest, the saddest thing about Usura is that it's, um, most people say it's quite of like a sleeping or dying country. It doesn't really have much of a future. <laughs> um And uh, being a well-educated person, you know that uh, the common, uh, the common Usuran proverb is you share the warmth or die from the cold uh the biggest thing to remember when it comes to these people and the land that they come from is that their social strata is split into two uh there's the uh, music and the boyers uh the music are the peasants and the boyers are the landowners um yes that is uh that is the most what you know Okay, um, yeah, after my, after they sort of talk out their knowledge, I will fill in the gaps. Um, what, uh, colors are we flying on the Lady Morgan? Are we flying any flags? Up to Sinead. Uh, what was it when we, when we got on the ship? Because, uh, this is the, uh, this is the Castilian privateer ship you guys took over, so it's like red and gold right black is there Uh, like a a neutral color on the ship yeah and also does uh usura what are their relationships with castile i assume since it's different religions and castile's like a crazy theocracy probably not great um it could be better it could be better (laughs) um (laughs) uh, the current relations um they are they so the Castile the Usurans don't mind the Castilians is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't like how stubborn they are in keeping with their Church of the Prophets because they're like, I mean we kind of all believe in the same thing, so what's the point in like killing people over it? Um, but they other than that they they call them kind of pigheaded because of their like eliteness at being overly stubborn. Um, as far as the relationship that Castilians think of Usura, um, Castilians don't really travel as much, you know, like Montaigne, per- like Montanian person would travel all over, but Castilians kind of stay in Castile. 
Um, so they don't really think or do much about Usurians. Um, they just have standard dip, uh, diplomatic relations. Um, there's some rel religious places in Usura because of the first prophets there that are like important to both churches. So they'll do pilgrim pilgrimages. But other than that, they they kind of ignore them. Um, so they it's kind of like they both are really happy kind of pretending the other one doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um okay so i think i think something that Sinead would have definitely done she probably would have known all that information like with sales and stuff so i i think she would have hung up a, a neutral color if we have that whenever we first boarded the ship yeah so i'm gonna say a good neutral color um you could say like a like a gray flag or something you know yeah like uh because i don't think any countries have gray on their flag so it's a um and the skull, well, you could do skull and crossbones. You would want to antagonize everybody. No. I mean, okay. no. <laughs> yeah, no skull and crossbones, no white flags. Okay, so. No um, Jolly Roger. Gray's good. Gray's this, good. This is, this is a side note. I have a really good idea for a flag for the Lady Morgan just after we <laughs> deal with the Usarians. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
Um, so you guys, uh, so Sinead, captain of the ship, uh, you're going to hail them. You're going to talk to them. What you, what would you like to do? They are headed towards your direction, but it doesn't look like they got guns drawn or anything, but, uh, what do you want to do? I'm going to ask my first mate for advice. Um, Q, since you know the most about these, these people, what do you think the best course of action is? I think if they... We adjust our course slightly to stay abreast of them in case they do not wish to interact. We can get a better idea if they're sailing pirate flags and we know they probably want to kill us. And um, But if we adjust our course and they adjust in kind, perhaps they're interested in some sort of conversation. Um, I don't really see any harm in that necessarily. I'd like to avoid a conflict though, so we don't end up down to one ship again and another language to add. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll stay our course then. Alright. Uh, so you stay uh, stay your course. And uh, because I'm really it's gonna take some time for you guys to actually meet, so in the meantime I really want to hear Arthur's idea for the flag, if that's okay. <laughs> Oh. While while this is happening, Arthur and all of us are just on the ground while he draws this out for us. Like, no, like as soon as uh, I mentioned, oh, we want you know we need to see what flags we're taking. Arthur is like, wait a sec, this is a problem we got to solve for the future. Goes down, starts drawing. No, he was definitely standing on the deck with you guys. I wasn't like drawing a crayon flag. <laughs> I I think I would love that though. Please, that's so that's bad that, though. That makes Ar- sense. that's not Arthur's. Character. That's not his character. He would not. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine. I mean, okay, in my mind, Arthur looks like a mix between like adult Zuko and Geralt of Rivia, and so if you just imagine that human <laughs> being like kicking his feet and drawing a flag, like it would be so cute. <laughs> well, yeah, entirely out of character. I agree, but so cute. Okay, this is <laughs> so an well... Arthur fanfic. <laughs> Arthur fanfic. You know, it's like when people have a character they like, and then you're reading fanfic about it, and you're like, none of these characters would do that at all, but it's adorable, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, I have an idea for a flag that we can fly that would be guaranteed to not piss off anybody. Well, I mean, I guess almost anybody. I don't want to make that kind of claim. But my idea, if we're the Lady Morrigan, then maybe we should just fly a neutral colored flag with a raven embroidered on it. Mm. I like that. I like the raven. We could do like gray or black, you know, whatever. I'm not an artist, just throwing that idea out there. Uh, standing behind you, uh, Isabel <laughs> um, happened to overhear and uh, she says, uh, I'm rather proficient in sewing if you'd let me do it. That would be uh, great. Yeah, go for it. Um, also, Arthur, can you roll? Uh, <laughs> can you roll uh, wits plus uh, wits plus know this real quick for me? Uh, sure. Can I know what what the risks are? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna the break risk is real quick. instant death, as follows <laughs> all unnamed rolls. Isabel kills you. <laughs> she, I mean, she, she is definitely like she's like jacked. Uh, she is, uh, she's she just turned twenty one, so she's in the prime of her life. She's got big old biceps. She, she, well, I guess Arthur's a knight, but continue. <laughs> um, man, I have rolled like super trash today. I have rolled so many threes and ones. Um, I only got one, one raise, so. I, uh, never mind then. Uh, so oh. she all right. <laughs> goes off to sew the flag. I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you near the uh, Usuran ship. Um, you can see uh, a very, very, very large man covered in furs. Uh, if you, uh, Sinead, are you still using the spyglass? Uh, like in a sneaky way, so he can't tell that I'm just like fucking staring at him. Oh, I do okay. have a question. Uh, yes, I have an answer. This man is wearing furs in southern Italy in the Mediterranean waters. <laughs> just, yes. I just wanted to clarify. Okay, cool. Just He's wanted to make sure that was a commitment. It's an active he choice. Is completely <laughs> drunk. <laughs> 
my god. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, yeah. So you, he's stand, his face is bright red, and he's standing uh, uh, at the tip of the ship, also with a spyglass. <laughs> Do I notice that? Do I know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can okay. notice that. Okay. Cool. This is a really good spyglass. Like you can, um, you can pretty much see this with the naked eye. You just can't make out the details. So with a spyglass, you're golden. Got it. Um, it looks like uh, there uh, next to him, a another uh, man comes out. Um, he's dressed appropriately for the weather, <laughs> unlike Tank the main shorts. guy. <laughs> he's got like. Uh, <laughs> He's he's just normal, uh, and he starts signaling flags in the way that you would know as a sailor mean like uh, wanting to have some parlay, some diplomatic relations. Not me saying, yeah, uh, they want to chill. Well, it looks like they're hailing us down. Do we do we trust them? I mean, no, but we probably <laughs> respond. What was the saying that they're fond of? Uh, Stay warm together, or die from the cold. Maybe we should get something like that. Something to trade with them. I mean, we don't have any food, so whatever else we have, we should probably consider giving up. You also notice that this is a very nice ship. Um, this is like an expensive one. They're probably well stocked. Hmm. Yeah, perhaps we can. Do we have any cargo on our ship? Well, we have all the stuff that the crewmates yeah. stole, <laughs> <laughs> which Arthur is a lot, single. by the yeah. way. You guys are like rolling in it. Uh, the so, Vodachi pirates, like some of the like Castilians did too, but like the Vodachi pirates like looted San Felipe. Dope. Okay. Well, then perhaps we have stuff we can trade for food. Arthur is very uncomfortable with all the piracy going on in this ship, <laughs> by the way. I mean, you're on a pirate ship. Arthur I know. Needs to lighten is, up. Doesn't mean- Arthur, morals, judgment. <laughs> okay. The only reason why Arthur isn't more of a lawful good pain in the ass is because we spent 90% of our time in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is completely true. Um, so do you signal to... Uh, I'll tell you, you know who your guys' new signal person is? It's uh, good old... Uh, <clears throat> it is Enrique, uh, the, the, one of the youngest crew members, the Castilian Traveler. Um, who Sinead uh, talked to uh, not too long ago. Um, he normally works in sales, but his knowledge of sailing uh, also enabled him to uh, understand uh, coding. So he uh, he's around if you want to tell him to grab the flags and accept their offer for diplomacy. I, I also just want to pause and say that I love that your description of him could have been like the description of somebody that works in an op- like an office. Like, yeah, Enrique works in sales, but because of his experience, he can also do coding as well. <laughs> oh I didn't God. even pick up on that. Oh That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. HR moved. It wasn't, wasn't it, like, Q or Amelia, I guess, who was like, does this ship have an HR department? Yeah, yeah. and you know what happened it's... when we didn't have fantasy HR? People doing their jobs everywhere, and now we're out of food. Now we're, yeah. now we're no, starving. Guys, this is a PSA. HR is important. Thank you, HR people. <laughs> um, okay, so the ships near, closer to one another, uh, they start saying, you know, ship ho, and you hear the same, and, and you just hear a bunch of your siren, like, yelling, and uh, the ships come together, uh, and you guys latch on to one another. <clears throat> the, the man who's still in full furs uh, stumbles onto your ship, and uh, says, I love a good ride on a ship. And then, like, collapses. <laughs> hmm. uh, men, does anyone want to help him up, please? Uh, en- Enrique and, and uh, Una. <laughs> Una's around. Uh, they they pick him up and they sort of, like, help him out. Um, the uh, next off the ship comes... Uh, a very very like a she's like six six i would say um Jeez. six six uh, yes uh bulky she's got some uh she's got light blonde hair uh and she walks down uh the gangplank onto your ship and says uh hello <clears throat> it's nice to meet you and offers her hand who is she offering her hand to 
Uh, to you, the the you're wearing the biggest hat, so she assumes you're the captain. <laughs> oh uh, right, yes. Um, uh, hello, nice to meet you as well. Um, she uh, just for uh, context, Sinead is very intimidated by these giant people. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur is like, uh, yeah. this is more like it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Her her gruff voice sort of echoes around the ship. This thing carries, and um, she says, <clears throat> "Sorry about Peter over there. He's uh, he does that sometimes, <clears throat> but uh, you know how it is." Uh, right. Yes, you gotta have a drink every now and then, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all uh, the whole Ursuran crew looks at each other, and it's like silent. And then you hear, oh! <laughs> and they like slap each other on the back, and they're <laughs> they're, they're like so so happy about this. Um, so she uh, she uh, she says, uh, <clears throat> now I am captain of this ship. I uh, my name is. Uh, Macavia. And, uh, I'm Captain Sinead. Nice to meet your acquaintance. Um, she offers, uh, she offers, like, a small bow as sign of respect and says, uh, for, uh, some, <clears throat> for some diplomatic relations, uh, please speak to our head of coin. And, um, up walks a very thin man. He's about six foot two, dark hair. He w- has really round glasses. Um, he's pretty well dressed, although still somewhat appropriately for the weather. And um, he says, uh, greetings. Uh, yes, and let me introduce my first mate, uh, Q. No. Ivan. A pleasure. He shakes his hand. Um, we have uh, we have food for you, lots of food and drink. We need to get rid of it and other things as well. Any particular reason you are offloading so many items? Uh, yes, <clears throat> we. Uh, well, don't ask too many questions. <laughs> um, he he sort of chuckles to himself and then just says, "We." We miss having money. You see, we have plenty of supplies, but we don't have much in the way of of tradable goods outside of food. We want uh, nice things back again. Okay. Um, well, if I can inspect what you have to offer, I think we can probably come to an arrangement. Uh, you, you all know this, and I won't make you roll for this because it's plainly obvious, that all of these uh, people are dressed like in pretty fancy clothing and the ship is fancy. Like these are obviously um, people that uh, you had described earlier as uh, the boyers. These are very wealthy people exclusively. Um, Not a single one looks like they're a peasant. They all have uh, gilded weapons and uh, wonderful, wonderful hats, etc. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, why they're all out here, but they all, uh, have fancy clothing. However, it doesn't seem like they have um, like jewelry or anything like excessive. It's just their clothing. Um, it also looks like their um, the ship is missing like any sort of trinkets or uh, it, it looks like it's missing like extra flair that like a wealthy ship would have. It's just really well put together. So Ivan says it's Excuse me, it, it's embarrassing to admit, but things are not the same in Usura as they used to be. Oh? We miss feeling like fancy people. So you're looking for some jewelry, some flair? Yes, it was taken from us in Revolution. Oh. Ah, uh, so... The lower classes revolted against the upper classes, I'm guessing, within the past couple of weeks. Ivan's like, what the hell? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he adjusts his glasses and 
Um, he leans in closely and goes, Are you witch? <laughs> well, not that kind of witch. Uh, but what's happening here is not isolated to Usura. There's seems to be unrest happening all over the continent at roughly the same time. Huh. It, we in the... <clears throat> I don't know why I went to Joey Wheeler all of a sudden. Let's cut that it's, part it's out. It's your okay. base, Brennan. Let's be honest. Every, <laughs> all roads lead to Joey Wheeler. <laughs> uh, next season, I'm playing a character voiced by Joey Wheeler so I can actually have like a consistent <laughs> accent for once in my life. It's all, uh, it's all Joey Wheeler. Always has been. <laughs> anyway, so he... Uh, Good old Ivan uh, says, This is not good. U- Usura is isolated in the north. I, this, this is not something that I was aware of. Well, uh, I have some theories about at least several discrete parts of this revolution, and it seems anywhere money can get, anywhere trade can get, so can words. So, I'm guessing this is a more coordinated effort than I had initially thought, which is concerning, but also is helpful. Um, so, uh, he says, <clears throat> It is good to know that Uthura is not the only country suffering. Um, and he says, You should meet Zarina. We took our leader with us in the escape. I would love to meet Zardina. Z- Zarina. Like, Zarina. Zar. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he says, good. Wait, like, as in, like, the czar of, like, Usura? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, She's for a... sure. Want to meet that person. Excellent. Um, Arthur is, like, a privately a little Avoid bit. seducing her, please. <laughs> I know, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> you can't so... stop me. I Arthur will definitely try to stop you from seducing the czar of Russia. I'm seducing someone. It's either going to be Sarina. Um, I thought Makavia probably as soon as you described her. I was like, yeah. Um, I already make I make notes in my notes who I'm going to seduce, and I haven't missed you, yet. You can't seduce the Russian pirate and the czar. <laughs> well, I can seduce one or the other. I haven't I haven't met the czar yet. If you don't okay. want me to seduce her, make her unappealing to me and cute. I can't do that. She's already made. I, I guess I could change her character. You know what? Whatever. We'll get to this <laughs> later. Um, so then he says, uh, <laughs> God, he goes, uh, excellent. Please uh, come right this way. Um, is your friend okay? And he points to... Um, uh, Giuseppo, who's like looking at all these big Russians and is like, what and what are these people? Uh, yes, he's just uh, easily startled. See, um, Loriana comes running up to all of you and um, says, uh, uh, did everybody's voice just get much deeper? <laughs> we have company. Loriana. Usurians. Company. Usur... Oh. And she, like, runs back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What? Russians? (laughs) 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 No, thank Uh, you. You guys can explore that later. It's it's a pretty (laughs) funny story, but we'll get to that later. Um, Okay, so you guys walk on to the uh, to the Russian or the Usurian ship, um, the again, despite the fine wood and the good craftsmanship, um, it's pretty stripped down. Um, there's uh, not much on it but food and wood and some cannons. Uh, deep in the middle of the ship and where the captain's quarters uh, are, it looks to be not necessarily captain's quarters anymore, but the room of um, a monarch. Um, it's even this is undecorated. It's just a door. Um, and you can tell that like, uh, Ivan's a bit embarrassed about this. <laughs> he goes, uh, 
this is place for Zarina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and written like in like a knife carving is like C Z A R I N A, like because <laughs> they didn't have like a plaque or something to put on the door. Um, um, Arthur being a hundred percent genuine is like smiling at the door and kind of the ship in general, and is just like, yeah, this is this really suits me. I'm like, this is my kind of style. Plain, to the point, <laughs> functional. So the uh, uh, Ivan goes up to the door and knocks three times. Come in! And uh, he opens the door and shows you three into a uh, into a bedroom. It's uh, there's just a bed and a dresser, and. Um, sitting uh in a in a desk and sitting at the desk with some maps and some uh parchment some writing is a uh, beautiful uh russian gal who looks to be probably 25 26 years old um she is dressed quite well although with no jewelry she has no crown no tiara absolutely nothing to to, to mark delineate her royal heritage um, she is, uh, quite curvy and has, uh, platinum white hair, uh, the color of snow, which falls uh, down her shoulders. And she has, uh, dark, uh, brown eyes, which is contrasts pretty, uh, obviously with her hair. Um, her dress is, uh, a light, it's like a pale blue, um, the color of, uh, like if you mixed ocean water with snow um and she turns to you all and says ah you must be the entertainment that i had asked for not too long ago um and i don't uh think so exactly your highness and she looks very 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 sad and she goes oh i was hoping for some good music it's been it's it's been so long since i've heard music well, we have gold and other shiny things to trade, and we're in desperate need of some food, so perhaps a little bit of commerce would cheer you up? She um, she looks like she'd be cheered up, but uh, she was really hoping for some music. Um, she'd be really impressed by it. <clears throat> anyway. Uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Questions? Yep. Yeah, I'd like to activate my virtue. <laughs> Uh, what's your virtue? She treats me as friendly for one scene. <laughs> okay, she treats you as friendly for one scene. Yeah, so we're we're really good friends. Um, so she'd just be like really happy though if she heard a song. Uh, yes. I'll sing for her. All right. Um, how are we doing this exactly? You want to like tell me a song you're singing or like? Yeah. Um. I will. With permission, approach the Tsarina. Uh, permission. The Ivan motions gives you permission. And I will say, unfortunately, I am not a performer, and I know that music would alleviate some of the sorrow and uncertainty I'm sure you're feeling. Um, but I can offer a brief song if it is something that you would be interested in hearing. So, uh, those are not really where my talents lie. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, sing the song and then give me Panache Plus performance. I'm just going to sing her a lullaby that my parents, uh, sang me when I was a kid. Just, Alouette, j'entre l'alouette, Alouette, j'entre plumeré. And just kind of go in the round and sing Alouette. Uh, performance. I'm going to give you um, an extra two raises on that because you actually sang the song. And um, it's in French. And it's in French. So, yeah, one, because you sang really well, Amelia, and two, because it was in French. Um, so zero raises. She's like appalled, but that can't happen. Uh, one also can't happen. Uh, if you get two, she is uh, pleasantly surprised and happy. Um, a three, she is, uh, very, uh, she's very responsive to this. She enjoys it. Uh, 
for your soothing lullaby helps her deal with the trauma of what she's lost being the leader of a country now being a castaway um a five and she uh takes a sincere liking to you uh a six and she falls in love with you hell fucking yeah um okay uh that's panache and performance yes uh seven or more you can bank Oh, there's one, two tens. <laughs> I'm gonna be rerolling these. This would be the thing that okay. you get a bunch of exploding tens That's a ten. On. There's a ten. <laughs> I just want to point out, it's a weird vibe to like seductively sing a lullaby to a 25 year old Zaris. Just like, <laughs> well, Q's like 24. It's just something that reminds Still. me of home. It's it's not like it, the song isn't meant to be seductive. It's meant to be heartwarming, okay? <laughs> sure. So, Brennan, what, what, right, is, what do you got? How, how many did I need for her to fall in love with me? Six. Six. So, I have five here, but I have a carryover raise. Literally, every single important person we meet, Q's like, oh, it's my time. Literally, this is the only reason we're going to survive this campaign, is because everyone important who can destroy us, Q is going to fall in love with, and they're going to fall in love well, with Well, it's you. like, they were already, like, going to be nice to us, and, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're already like, hey, like, we want to give you food, and Q's like, hold on, let me seduce your leader right quick. <laughs> Listen, Q doesn't seduce people for a gain. Q seduces people because they genuinely just fall in love with people all of the time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.